You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Hello and welcome to it. What a week it has been. And you know what? I'm not even upset or anything. I'm actually energized. I'm feeling pretty darn good, pretty darn good about what's going on in the world. Because there is a great awakening, and despite the fact that uh, you're uh, you're lefties, you got your little you got your little dunce cap like they used to do in uh, in uh, in China during uh, the Mao Cultural Revolution. They take people who disagree with them and they would humiliate them publicly, and they think they were doing something. You know, they think they were getting away with something, and they could do it in China because you know it's China, and they just murdered the people that they hate and that are politically opponent uh, opponent uh, mm, opposed to them, right? But here what they do is they, they got their trophy. You got your, uh, your mug shot of Donald Trump. Congratulations. I made it into a wanted poster this morning. It says wanted for president 2024. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to backfire. It's going to back, big, backfire big time. You know why it's going to backfire big time? Is because uh, uh, just the other night, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there was a Republican debate. There are some Republicans who are running for president, and Donald Trump uh, is one of those Republicans, and he decided to say to uh, to Fox News to stick it. And, uh, and consequently, he decided to go with a guy named Tucker Carlson, and uh, Tucker Carlson was told by Fox News to stick it a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Newsmax ratings went through the ceiling because everybody who was watching Fox News saw that Fox News was really just a you know a wolf in sheep's clothing, and uh, owned by Rupert Murdoch, who doesn't who doesn't want Donald Trump to be elected and all that. And we find out you know Fox was starting to parrot their ratings a little bit, and there was some there was some movement on CNN that hey maybe Fox really did pretty well with this GOP debate. Uh, well, they did attract 12.8 million viewers. That's a pretty big deal, right? Uh, unfortunately, that is a uh, that would be a fifty uh, percent drop of the last uh, Republican debate with Donald Trump as a part of it. So, so there is that, and then there is that uh, Tucker Carlson got uh, well right now anyway two hundred and fifty eight million views, million views on Twitter. So it's like I don't even know how many times that it's like twenty two times the ratings. Here's Jim Gossett, Tucker Carlson. That's my name. Without me, Fox News is quite lame. Why even bother? Red Green. Great Tonight, Gunfell. they will not see a bump. I like that film. Because they got stiffs, and I've got Donald Trump. Everybody think. Trump. He I got, got Trump, Trump, babe. Tucker and Trump, babe. <laughs> I got Trump. Yes, he did. Fox has pants. Yes, they do. Without the Donald. What does that mean? It makes no sense. Pretty much. And I feel bad for Brett Bear. I don't really. He and Martha, they don't have a friend. Woo! Who cares what Chris Christie thinks? <laughs> or Ron DeSantis as his campaign sings. <laughs> Trump. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I got Trump, babe. 
Got him tonight, babe. Yeah, got him tonight. Got him the other night. 258 million views. Other than that, I mean, really, it's it's not that big a deal just to reach 258 million people on uh, on Twitter, which is like the biggest thing ever to hit Twitter. It's kind of funny. Uh, Regardless of uh, the way X counts views each time a user scrolls past the video, even without watching it, its tally rises. Cable news executives will be unsettled by the numbers. Do cable news networks face an existential threat from X and other social media platforms? Possibly... Now, the uh, the network, Fox, usually averaged about 1.1 million viewers per day in the second quarter of 2023, 2.3, uh, 2.2 million during primetime. Carlson's had 1 point, or 3.3 million before they scrapped it in that brilliant programming move, by the way. Critics say X's metrics are not a reliable gauge of success and point to the fact that engagement, like shares and comments, was still below 1 million on Thursday morning. Well, you keep telling yourself that, sunshine. You keep... T- I want to see what Greg Kelly's uh, numbers were like last night, interviewing Trump for the first time after his arrest in Georgia, when he called from Trump Force One. And I'll share some audio of that very shortly. But I have a funny feeling. It's going to be pretty big. So none of Fox News exposts about its own debate. Are you ready for this? So, so Fox News has, uh, what, 24 million followers, right? And they posted uh, all sorts of ex posts about the debate, and they had one hundred ten thousand. <laughs> they had one hundred ten thousand views. Uh, let's see, what was it? Two hundred fifty-eight million for <laughs> for Tucker. <clears throat> Now, a 1993 interview between Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jackson has been touted uh, in reports as the most viewed TV chat ever. It averaged about 62 million viewers. That means Carlson's sit-down with uh, Trump could be one of the most viewed interviews ever if just a third of the 200 million viewers actually watch the show, although critics would say that's ambitious. No, not really. Not, not ambitious at all. It's not ambitious at all. It was must-see uh, social media, as opposed to must-see television. Here's my good buddy, Mr. Chris Salcedo, on uh, Newsmax, talking about the uh, the victory for uh, Trumper and Tucker. Just for the Tucker and Trump. Donald Trump's <laughs> counter-programming is horrible. I don't think anybody's going to be watching Tucker Carlson on on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Now that's on CNN. And I don't think anybody's going to be responsive to his quote-unquote counter-program. Well. Turns out CNN was right. Nobody but your liberty-loving Latino watched Trump and Tucker. (laughs) If your definition of nobody is over 227 million views as of 3 p.m. Eastern. No, really, honestly, it's just people who are scrolling by. You know, they were just window shopping on X the other day. And uh, let me see here real quick. I'm going to check on on X. Uh, Let's see what uh, Donald Trump's post, because he actually posted. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, he posted his first post on Twitter since being removed from Twitter uh, previously, uh, presumably because uh, the uh, the powers that be at Twitter were in cahoots with the federal government, and they were taking down all conservatives. And there is evidence that Twitter took down Donald Trump at the behest of the uh, DHS and other agencies. So there, here is uh, Trump's uh, first, <laughs> you ready for Trump's first tweet back on Twitter, 155 million people. So, uh, you know, you just keep on believing that. Uh, You know, uh, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling there, CNN, because you are imploding. Uh, And uh, and we'll get numbers on Newsmax uh, later today, but I'm going to be sharing some of the audio uh, from last night. Uh, when Greg Kelly talked to uh, Donald Trump. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Also, another really interesting interview. 
There are two people in this presidential race who understand what's going on economically, security-wise, with the American people. There are only two candidates who completely understand the suffering that has been ushered in in the last three years for the average American. Who are they? Well, Donald Trump, obviously, and the other one would be RFK Jr. Pardon me, I had a little movement here. Uh, RFK Jr. last night appeared on uh, Newsmax. He was talking to Eric Bowling. And last night he said some incredible things about the state of America, about who is buying up homes, about your rent, about how much the price of homes has gone up. I'll give you an example. My, my wife and I bought a house three, three and a half years ago on the uh, outskirts of Kansas City. Are you, you better sit down for this because it was uh, in the low 200s. <laughs> I know, I know, the low 200s. And, and we've had to fix it up and all of that. But did you realize that, that was the average price then for a house? Do you know what it is now? About 400K. And then, and then you take the, uh, the interest rates that have quadrupled your house payment on a 400K house, about a grand more a month on top of uh, an additional $700 a month just for the other inflationary stuff. So if you're a person making, I don't know, 35k and your your husband's making 35k or whatever and you got a combined household income that it used to be kind of considerable 75k, 800 or 80k. Guess what? You're going to be living to paycheck to paycheck and on credit cards and and RFK Jr last night mentioned that and it was a fascinating interview. I'm telling you. And, and, and if, if things go south with regard to uh, the insanity of the uh, deep state Republicans and Democrats, I would be all in, I think, on Donald Trump RFK ticket, third party, to blow up both of the parties. Because you've got one party that is so intellectually and morally corrupt that nobody says anything about the insanity of an open border or transitioning children to different genders with puberty blockers starting early and teaching kids sex and sexuality and, uh, and uh, fentanyl streaming across the border. I can go on and on and on. And then there's the other party that for decades, since Ronald Reagan left office, has gone to Washington, D.C. and dithered. And whenever they're given the reins of power, they usually drop the ball. I mean, how often do you need to hear, guys, I wish the Republicans would do something, but they always cower, they always back down. And you got Kevin McCarthy, again, dithering on the impeachment of Joe Biden, while Donald Trump has been indicted four times. I tell you what, Mr. McCarthy, you better get your bleep together and get it done. Because the American people are saying that. You want to hear some audio? This is uh, in Atlanta yesterday. Now, normally, and remember the Democrats whipped people into a frenzy about hating Donald Trump from day one, particularly black people. And Donald Trump was a racist and a white supremacist and MAGA fascist and all that stuff. So a lot of those people voted for Joe Biden in the last election. And even some dead ones voted for Joe Biden in the last If I would venture to say lots of them voted who were dead. Because that's where Democrats vote. And then three years later, we see how bad things are 
for the uh, the people of color community in places like Baltimore, which I mean, they're getting real close to just walling off the city. You know, it's getting bad, and I, and I have a feeling that that people of color, white people, I don't care who the hell it is, we're going to come together to save the country. But this is, yesterday, I played a little bit of this audio, this guy yesterday, he's part of this group, it's called N-Words for Trump. I can't say that because I'm white, you see. And if I said that word, even if I just said the word, just alone, no sentence, just one word right here, just the N-Word right there, I'd get fired. Isn't that weird? I mean, you've got hundreds of letters or uh, uh, words in the English alphabet that start with the letter N, but there is only one N-Word, and I can't say it. I know, it's kind of weird. But anyway, here is a, uh, these are all along the parade route. These are people of color. And then this gentleman, who is a part of this, uh, this group called Words for Trump. Y'all yeah, see it, man. Which one are you in, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Hundreds. would they cheer for a white supremacist? Support President Trump. Yeah. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Yeah. Because they done did black men like this for decades. Make up charges and put them so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two-tiered justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump. And I'm wearing my shirt because for Trump 2024 and I mean that. What do you think about the indictments? Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I want to send uh, thank Barbara for reminding of that uh, sound clip. Barbara in Baltimore. Now, one more thing before the break. 50 plus years ago, when I was probably, I might have been born, I think I was maybe right about the time I was born, there was a guy named Malcolm X, and he was murdered. But he was a uh, civil rights activist. And like Martin Luther King Jr., he was, uh, he was tormented by the federal government, arrested the whole deal. And here's what he had to say about the biggest threat to people of color in the United States of America 50 years ago. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. What's that? The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical. Hasn't changed. Than the conservative. Uh-huh. Both want power. Yes. But the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. Oh, yes. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game Book, that is schools. constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. We're well, going to up your benefits. The American Negro is nothing but a political football. Yeah. And the white liberals control this ball. Yeah, for 50 years tricks. since this. Or tokenism, mm. false promises of integration, oh, yes. and civil rights. Mm -hmm. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader, who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token games, or token an MS progress. or an MSNBC show, MSNBC show when you have no talent and no ability to speak and also some really expensive suits. So that's the way we start the show today. We've got much, much more coming up. 800-922-6680. This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show.
There you go. A little gossip back for you on a Friday. We got a lot of stuff on the show, a lot of guests today. Sean Farish joins us next. Sean Farish is the official uh, Trump impressionist of the of the Rob Carson show. And uh, he, he, the other day, got to introduce Donald Trump as Donald Trump. And it is absolutely hilarious. It is it is just uh, breathtaking. And and Sean Farish here, this guy, he, uh, he uh, uh, from Long Island. Long Island is a young guy, still in his 20s, and, uh, and gone from zero to rock star uh, as a political pundit and as a, uh, as a comedian, and, uh, and, and so I can relate to him being a Gen Xer who's been able to do the same thing a few years later. But it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty darn cool. It's pretty darn cool. By the way, uh, Republican debate viewers say Donald Trump was right to stay away. Kind of interesting. Uh, an exclusive poll finds seventy one percent agree with former president's decision. You know why? Because honestly, let the uh, let the uh, B talents, let the guys who show up on Dancing with the Stars uh, battle. <laughs> <laughs> battle it out over here. Uh, meanwhile, you got, you know, whatever show's really popular right now, the biggest show in America, Donald Trump, you know. Why even bother? Why even bother? It would be, honestly, that would be equivalent, right? Donald Trump appearing with the Republican candidates the other night would be like Donald Trump appearing on Dancing with the Stars. Nothing against Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Dancing with the Stars is great. Uh, Sean Spicer was on Dancing with the Stars and all of that. So, uh, you know, nothing against being on Dancing with the Stars. But generally, if you're on Dancing with the Stars, uh, you're not like, uh, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian. You're not like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that kind of stuff. So there you go. That's what I think is. Um... This is, by the way, a brand new ad that Donald Trump put out that it kind of um, uh, puts into perspective the mood of the people uh, and the tone deafness of both parties to the average person. And and if you combine this with Oliver Anthony's new uh, anthem, Richmond North of Richmond, this is a uh, this is a genius political move. They come from different walks of life, but all have one thing in common: they want their country back. Parents who want to take back control of their children's education. Yep. Veterans tired of being kicked to the curb. Imagine that. They believe in protecting the sanctity of life. Uh, white supremacy. our borders. Standing for the flag. Kneeling for God above. And an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. The racist. Hillary made fun of them. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Biden called them a threat. The MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. And DeSantis degradingly called them listless vessels. No, they aren't, Ron. They're great Americans. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, this is kind of interesting. Rudy Giuliani talked uh, yesterday to Newsmax about how he was greeted in jail. Now, normally, Democrats, they expect the vote to come from the felons in jail. That's why they want to give felons the right to vote. I'm thinking they would regret that decision now. Check this out. The prisoner has twice gave me a massive ovation, yelling out, Rudy, Rudy, <laughs> F him, F him. Whoop. They're all a bunch of Fs. Rudy, Rudy, go Trump, go Trump. What? I swear to God, on the way in and on the way out, I don't know how to take that. I'm supposed to be a guest. Fox Populi. Yeah, yeah. Fox Populi. <laughs> that hilarious. Even Rudy, the guards thank you were very laughing. Much. They were laughing. <laughs> now, by the way, that was uh, Steve Bannon. That was Steve Bannon, not on Newsmax the other night. But uh, it is kind of interesting, isn't it, that the Democrats have painted Donald Trump as the man forever. 
But it turns out <clears throat> the Democrat Party, the uh, the voice of people of color and uh, in every walk of life, they're the man now. We're taking on the man. It's so fantastic. Sean Farish comes up next. This should be fun. Stick around. Hey, guys, it's Carson. I want to tell you about every plate. As you know, one of the greatest pleasures of my life is cooking for my family, but it's also a huge time-consuming pain in the rear end. Now you can have your meals delivered to your door, and you can spend less time meal prepping or packaging lunches for kids. I've used almost every meal delivery and preparation service. Some are good, some are bad. Every plate is the best. Every plate gives you more bang for the buck and is designed to take much less time out of your schedule for dinner. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees, so you only pay for what you need. Choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying quick, satisfying meals. Their meals are up to 50% cheaper than other meal kits. Every plate is the easiest way to eat affordably. Every plate has 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, including 15-minute or less dinners and dinner-to-lunch dishes. Get $149 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49NEWSMAX. Again, $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49NEWSMAX. It's a Friday morning on the Rob Carson Show. In one moment, we have Sean Farish, our official impressionist of Donald Trump, who's actually introduced Donald Trump as Donald Trump. But I just heard that we've got a brand new sponsor on the show. So without further ado... FEMA Perks Negotiator. Now at FEMAPerks.com, federal emergency management employees can name their own price. They can spend thousands at luxury hotels at the taxpayer's expense. Oh, my God. While citizens of Maui are living in tents, gymnasiums, and churches and barely getting enough to eat. $1,000 a night for a penthouse suite, Mr. FEMA? No problem. 350 for room service for one person? Such a deal! Six grand for a private FEMA cocktail party? Book it, Dano! It's all at <laughs> FEMAPerks.com. Shop, compare, steal. FEMA Perks Negotiator. Now, the uh, positive is that some of the FEMA people have been staying at the five-star resort, by the way, and they're not paying full price. So stop feeling terrible about taxpayer money going to FEMA, staying in five-star resorts while the survivors uh, wait for the news of their children. Children being burned to death and uh, and live in a in a church or a gymnasium. At least we're not paying full price, right? And and from what I can gather, uh, the FEMA uh, directors and all those they're bringing the styrofoam containers re- with the remnants of their leftover room service to the survivors. Okay, so quit bitching about the federal response in Maui. Without further ado, and I think we've uh, we've further adoed long enough. We have Sean Farish on the Newsmax hotline. How you doing, my friend? I'm uh, doing really well, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate always coming <laughs> on the show. That was a that was a hilarious bit, by the way. I love that. That was really funny. Well, I try to do that every once in a while. Just every once in a while. You do it a lot. Let me just tell you something. You do it a lot. Okay, not every once in a while. It's your thing. You're hilarious. Yeah, well, I want to talk to you about uh, this uh, video that you posted on uh, on Twitter the other night, and I've seen it around. Uh, you uh, you were at a podium. Donald Trump was your to your immediate right, stage left, uh, and you got to uh, do your best Trump impression. Can, I'm going to play it. Do you mind if I play it real quick, and then I will get uh, all the details about it in just a second, okay? 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Here it is. President, the people wanted to hear it. They wanted to hear it. You did a fantastic job. And I have to say this. I have to say this. We are going to help you win in a landslide. Worse than Chris Christie after a night at Taco Bell. Now, the thing is, there's there's a difference between just being able to do a voice and then being able to write a joke around it. That's what makes you good. You delivered some lines. You get, a lot of people can sound like Donald Trump, but you delivered some lines. But, Sean, uh, tell me about that. When, when, when did you do that, and uh, and how did the president react uh, after the you know the cameras were off? Uh, so it was, it was an event for January 6th, Political Prisoners, uh, fundraising uh, for a group called the Patriot Freedom Project. They're really uh, they're doing great work for uh, J6ers, and it was at uh, Bedminster. We were cordially invited by the president and founder of the organization, who uh, has grown to be a great friend. And, uh, and you know, it was not, we didn't go there because we thought, you know, my wife and I, we didn't go there because, hey, you might meet the president. We went there, obviously, because of the cause and, and how important that cause is. And, um, and so she said, hey, you know, uh, he's coming in and, you know, uh, just just come up by the stage, you know, get close and, you know, maybe something will happen. And so we were, you know, over there and the secret service backed us up. And, you know, again, that's not why I was there, but uh, she winds up calling me up as Trump was getting ready to walk off the stage. And she said, hold on, you need to hear this young man say a few words to you. And I was like, Oh, Oh boy. So I walked up on the stage and, um, you know, people said, well, what, what was going through your head? And this is literally what was going through my head was all right. It's do or die time now, right? It's either do or die and 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 i certainly wasn't gonna die so uh you know i i just decided to just lock it in and told everybody in the audience hey you know this is something that a lot of people on the internet have been have been asking for they wanted to see both of us in the same room they wanted him to hear it firsthand and uh and so i did it and and just and ran with it and and made a little uh chris christie taco bell joke at the end and, uh, i'll tell you he, he laughed uh i saw teeth and the the way I know that he the way I know that he liked it is a handshake. He looked me in the eye and he said that was very good. That was very good. And, and, um, and that was and that was and I you know what he's from New York and Queens. I'm from Long Island. My my mom's yeah. from Brooklyn. You know yeah. I, I know the humor there. I knew he would like it. He knows that I'm not trying to make fun of him or make him look bad. Um, and that's the most important thing that I always say when I do these yeah. bits is we want to be sensitive of his image because. The country matters more than you know likes or views, and so, yeah. um, and so we, you know, it, it was surreal to shake his hand, and wow. uh, just an amazing moment. Um, I'll never forget it, and I can't wait for the next one uh, for well, me Sean, a little bit of a longer exchange. The the amazing thing about uh, about Donald Trump, and then you know, um, a couple of years ago, my mother died, and I was doing my show, Rob Carson's What in the World, and I heard from Donald Trump that he thought I was the funniest person on television, and then I had it confirmed through another a uh, couple of other people, including Jason Miller, and uh, and then I was invited to his home for dinner. Uh, but before that, I after my mother's funeral on the following Monday, I came back home and I opened up my email, and there was an email from Donald Trump. And he was saying, I'm so sorry for the loss of your mother. She was a wonderful lady, and she gra- she raised a great son. And I'm like, who does this? Who do- I'm just a guy who was just selling cars a couple years to make it, you know, and then Chris Ruddy finds me and gives me a news, a radio show and a TV show. And you got to kind of feel a little bit of that, because what were you doing a couple years ago, Sean? Yeah, I was selling paint in a paint store, and and uh, you know it was and it was uh, you know it was a good job. I liked it. It was fun. You know, it's not. 
it's no slight. It's hard work, and hard work is a good thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, everyone started to realize, hey, this this, this goofy looking guy sounds like Donald Trump. You know, the story that you just told about um, about what he did in the wake of your mother passing away is stories that I've heard from so many other people about Trump, and it just, I mean. The news wants you to believe that this is a heartless, narcissistic, soulless, like, evil person. You know, a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, Dan Bongino was here in Nashville. And he told the same story, you know, that uh, when he was in the hospital with cancer before his surgery, Trump reached out to him and said, you know, you got this. You, you know, stay strong. This guy's not a bad guy. Uh, and I, I just really wish people would turn off the mainstream media and turn on Rob Carson and turn on Newsmax and turn on these stations and these channels and these networks that they're not slanted. They're just covering it fairly, you know, and uh, and these are the things that people need to hear. So and the stories that I've heard so many times about them. Well, I heard one story where he was uh, at an event. Uh, he was riding in a limo home. There's a car pulled over on the side of the road in the rain. Man is changing a tire. He says, can I give you a ride? Gets the wife in the, the car with him and, and, uh, and the man, and they get in the car. Trump drives them wherever they want and then finds out the next week that Trump had paid off their mortgage. Oh, I mean, it, this is, I have a friend of mine on Long Island who, you know, she was on, believe it or not, deal or no deal when Donald Trump was the celebrity banker and she didn't win. Uh, she, as a matter of fact, won like a $25 case or something. But uh, her son loved Trump and he he helped them out in, in ways you couldn't imagine. And it's just, you know, the guy's not a bad dude. Hey, he was an Uber driver before there was Uber. Five stars. I get great ratings. I have to say that. I'm a wonderful Uber driver. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you this. Now, uh, you, okay, let's, let's go back a couple years ago. You're selling paint, all right? Say you're still selling paint. Uh, sell me some paint as Donald Trump. Can you do that real quick? <laughs> well, I have the greatest. It's washable. It's scrubbable. It's scrubbable. Uh, it's going to last on your walls, and I know nothing. You know, I know about walls. Let me just tell you something. I know a lot about walls. I built a beautiful one on the southern border, but you're going to coat your house. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to be able. It's going to be a satin finish, like my bed sheets. Incredible satin finish, and uh, you're going to wash it. You're going to scrub it. You're going to lump it. It's going to. Uh, it's going to be the greatest paint, quite frankly, you've ever seen. Beautiful. Color. It's going to be. Anybody it's going to make paint. It's going to make paint great again. Absolutely. <laughs> But let me, let me, Sean, let me ask you, because you, you, uh, and, and I, I've been doing this for longer than you've been alive. Uh, so uh, when it comes to this, this creative spark that it takes uh, to not only impersonate somebody, but to be able to, you, you just did. Most people can't do that. And, and it is miraculous that you, a paint salesman, uh, is, has been recognized for that talent. Because, you know, I keep hearing, you know, when I hear some, uh, Great artists, uh, uh, you know, that I listen to. Chris Stapleton, like, for instance, Chris Stapleton. Um, I love his uh, Midnight Train to Memphis and a couple other songs. Uh, my, whenever I hear his voice, I think, my God in heaven, what a tragedy it would have been for him to go to his grave, never have been discovered. And, and there's so much good talent out there. So you, a paint salesman, can suddenly become not only a Trump impersonator, but also, Sean, you're a pundit, bro. You're now getting speaking engagements because of your your knowledge and understanding of politics. And I think that's remarkable as well. Yeah, listen, I'm in the paint store, right, back uh, a couple years ago, and all I used to do is listen to, you know, whether it's Newsmax coverage or, or Dan Bongino or Andrew Wilkow, all these great guys with people talking about it. That's all I used to do. And i got to tell you, back on Long Island, when I would have these uh, contractors coming into the store, a lot of them were conservative, so they would come in and hang out, and they would talk about politics and, 
kids. And then, you know, it was fun. But, you know, like you said, it, it, I, I, I'm an activist first, always and, and foremost. I want to make sure that every like and every view and every share and every new follower turns into a vote and turns into real tangible wins. That's what I want to see. Uh, that's why when the loud majority was a thing, when we were doing that on Long Island before I moved to Tennessee, and they're still working hard out there getting candidates elected. But the point is always, you know, uh, it's nice to have the shares and all these positive comments. Oh, it's so funny and great. And I love that. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm blessed that that's, that that's the case. And that's the life that kind of I've stumbled into, if, you know, essentially. But I want to make sure that while we're laughing, while we're sharing, and while we're, you know, uh, interacting with the content and, and giving opinions on the content, that we're also planning on how to win. And that is the most important thing to me because what we're seeing now, I mean, I don't want to make videos like I did today with the Mona Lisa of mug shots. I don't want to deal yes, with that, yes. right? Like I, I, I want, I want people to, I want to get past this. I want to, I want to bring this country back to where we don't arrest political prisoners. We don't take, yes. you know, uh, I, I don't like that. I mean, while we're here, Sure, we'll have some fun and we'll, we'll, we'll use yes. it and, and, and spin it in a positive way, but I want to win, and, and I think we're so close. Yeah, now, Sean, you know the greatest disruptors in uh, history have been comedians. Quickly, uh, name me two famous philosophers uh, or two famous stand-up comedians. Go. Two famous philosophers, Marcus. No, I'm just saying, choose one or the other. Choose one or the oh. other. Which one are you going to find? Which one are you going to know first? You're going to know the comedians first because the comedians oh, are yeah. philosophers and they use humor to disarm people. They use humor George to disarm. Carlin, That's George Carlin yeah. and Eddie Murphy. There you go, dude. And I'm going to tell you, George Carlin is his words still resonate about society today. You got people like Dave Chappelle who become these sages and these uh, people speaking out against censorship. Bill Barr as well. Uh, I can't imagine uh, more powerful people in the in the media circle than than people who are able to make fun of those in power and denigrate them. It's really really important. I think. Let me ask you real quick uh, on the on the pundit side of things, Sean. Um, <clears throat> Do you feel that we, I feel, you know, uh, and I heard someone mention last night, we're in a cold civil war. I believe that 1,000%. But I also see the, it's beyond the seeds. It's sprouting the new American revolution, and that including uh, people of all colors. Yesterday in Atlanta, thousands of black people following the motorcade route, uh, yelling and supporting Donald Trump. I think there is a new American revolution happening. 74% of us say the country's going in the wrong direction. 74% of us can come together to save her. Do you feel this? Absolutely. Let me tell you something. Uh, I'm going to say, say one person's name right now. Oliver Anthony. If this guy was tell, if this guy was making music that didn't resonate with a whole heck of a lot of people, he'd still be working as an outside salesman for a paper mill, right, or wherever he was doing, right? I mean, yeah. uh, he, he, you know, this guy is, is that, that song, let me just say, uh, Rich Men North of Richmond, it's, it is it is stamping this era. It, it hits yep. everything. That's what raging against the machine looks like in 2020. Boom! Uh, Oliver yes. Anthony, right? Uh, there is a there are seismic shifts happening all over the place. Bud Light is no longer the nation's top beer. Why? Yep. It has nothing yep. to do with the fact that the beer is not all that good. It has to do with the <laughs> fact that it, it has to do with the fact that they made a huge mistake and did something their customers didn't want them to do. Since yep. losing half a billion dollars in fiscal year uh, in quarter three of fiscal year 2023, uh, you know um, uh, their their movies flopping in 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 the box office while the sound yep. of freedom you know rings yep. from coast to yep. coast, right? 
You're talking yep. about a seismic shift, sports league shifting away from uh, some of the pride stuff, the NHL, Ivan Provorov, MLB, the, the Dodgers situation. They've, they've banned pride jerseys next year and, and, and for the foreseeable future. There's a, a seismic shift happening right now. You say it's a cold civil war. I am seeing the green shoots of the new American revolution. And as Andrew Breitbart has said, politics is downstream from culture. The culture is shifting. The politics will continue to shift. We yep. just have to keep the momentum going and keep the pedal to the metal. Sean, you know, the, the only thing that is on the, the, the side of us is, is positivity, feeling good about the country, waking up every day and realizing you live in the greatest country in the world. And the other side only denigrates it, only hates it, only uses fear against us. They are offering nothing. The Democrat Party is profoundly corrupt. The Republican Party is profoundly corrupt. And the people are are going to win. I hear them sing, my brother. Sean, we got to run, bro, but uh, you are the man. I want to start, you know, if you get some time, I'd love to have you on a more regular basis, not as Trump, but just as a pundit, because you have a lot of great things to say, and I appreciate your opinions. Thank you, Rob. Really appreciate it. Let's set it up, and I'll be here. I love this show. All right, bro. Where do people find you on social media? Find me on Twitter, truthgetter, at S-H-A-W-N underscore Farish. My show's called Ungoverned on rumble.com slash LFA TV. And if you want any of the funny stuff, uh, any of my Trump impersonations and, and, and the stuff we offer there, captaindeplorable45.com. All right, brother. Have a glorious week, and we'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. I want to thank uh, Sean Farish for joining us on the show. He's a uh, rising star. Isn't that interesting? He was selling paint a couple years ago, and now he's uh, meeting Donald Trump. I was selling cars two years ago, <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> I just, uh, I love it, love it, love it. Um, Sean had mentioned, you know, that the uh, uh, that song, uh, Richmond, North of Richmond, is, it is the, uh, for what it's worth of 2023. Remember that song, there's something happening here, and all of that? It is. It's, a, it's the song of 2023, but uh, my buddy Jim Gossett decided to redo the original. The original Freedom Rock song about what's going on in the country. And this is what he came up with this morning. I hope you like it. Something happening here. They want Trump out. Yes, that much is clear. Pretty much. Indicted Trump for a different time. Yeah, it's absurd, you see. Crooked DAs are making up crimes. It's time to stop. Hey, what's, what's that, that sound? Bonnie Willis is going down. She got to lose her law license. She should. Jack Smith and Fat Alvin Bragg. They think they got it in the bag. But they're in for a big surprise. They'll be exposed for all their lies. Think it's time to stop. Hey, what's that sound? Jack Smith will be run out of town. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Indictments all will be unwound. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Donald Trump ain't going down. So, yeah, you know, and, and I mentioned this yesterday that, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump and his 18 co-conspirators, uh, many of whom Don, Donald Trump doesn't even know, supposedly conspired to overturn the election. All right. Yeah, we've got four DAs, all a coordinated attack against a presidential candidate to interrupt an election. This is not going to end well. I don't care what anybody says. This is not going to end well for the people in power and the people who are pushing this nonsense. 76 
50% of the American people, according to McLaughlin, last night I heard 76% know that these indictments, the last one in particular, are political in nature. People understand that going after Donald Trump is political in nature, no matter what the paltry audiences of NBC, CNN, ABC, PBS, NPR, MSNBC, CNN, and now Fox have to say. So whatever they say about this, 76% of the American people are saying otherwise. So keep going down that road. Keep acting like Donald Trump didn't reach 258 million people on Twitter the other night, and 50% of the Fox audience was gone from the last GOP debate because they didn't have Donald Trump. Keep telling yourself that Joe Biden's going to win. Good luck with that. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. 